Hello and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman, I'm Deputy Editor at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by Matt McGillicuddy, Head of Brand at Infinity and Harry Webster, Associate Director at Champion Communications. This episode is the first instalment in a six-part mini-series with Champion. Across this series, we'll unpack the state of PR and B2B and dive into Champion's recent study, B2B PR for Growth. On today's episode, we'll explore why PR matters in B2B and its role as a genuine business driver. So first things first, Matt, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your role at Infinity? Absolutely. Um, So yes, I'm the head of brand at Infinity, the global call intelligence and speech analytics platform. Um, So I look after all of our comms and long-term growth initiatives. Um, I've I've been um, sort of working in the B2B space for for quite a long time now. Um, I've worked agency side and worked client side. and obviously, um, public relations is uh, is a key responsibility of mine. Great. So, Harry, could you tell us a bit about yourself, your role at Champion, and why you guys wanted to commission this bit of research? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm Harry Webster, one of the associate directors at Champion Communications. Um, and so, at Champion Communications, our philosophy and everything we do is about helping our B2B technology clients grow through PR. Um, We believe and and we've seen from the work that we do with our clients that PR can have a vital role to play at every stage of the sales funnel, um, whether whether that's lead generation, nurturing a lead or or closing a deal. Um, And so my role really at Champion is to work with our clients, so work with people like Matt to understand what is the client's growth objective, um, what's stopping them from achieving that growth objective. Um, and then devising a PR strategy and narrative that's going to help them to unlock that growth, that growth objective and, um, and overcome those challenges. Um, and essentially, the reason we did this research is because we wanted to we wanted to explore and we wanted to understand the extent to which uh, B2B brands are using PR to grow. Um, it's not commonly seen as one as, as one of the um, primary reasons for investing in PR. So we wanted to understand that. Um, and then secondly, we wanted to understand how they're using it to grow. So what are the tactics that they're following? What are the campaigns that they're doing? Um, so yeah, that's the reason behind the research. Amazing. So I'd like to dive straight into some of the key findings of the report, starting with the objectives of investing in PR. So for 60% of survey respondents, objectives centre around generating trust, validation and credibility. Similarly, just over half mentioned brand awareness and nurturing sales conversations. So Matt, would you agree with this characterization of PR and do you have any other PR objectives over over at Infinity to add to the list? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with, with all of those points. I think especially when you sort of look at PR in, in, its, in its broader sense, you know, all, all of those things are important when it comes to managing reputation um, and, and using that reputation to build a, a, you know, a solid pipeline. Um, you know, I, I, my my sort of view is, you know, businesses should see PR and brand and reputation as this this interwoven web. So when it comes to you know generating revenue, brand building should be seen in the in the same light with the same level of importance as sales activation. Um, you know, regardless of whether you're operating in B two B or you know a B two C space, it's it's a key component of growth. Um, and you know, I, I think this is one of the big challenges um, that marketers face in the B two B two B space. You know, it's it's all too often that you know B two B marketing seems to begin and end with sales activation, and that there's this this ultra focus, singular focus on hitting a lead gen number within a quarter, 
Um, and yet, you know, absolutely that is important, um, but that should never just be the, the, the sole focus. You know, if you, if you want to grow efficiently, you need to think long-term as well as short-term. Um, and investing in brand building, um, you know, is going to help make sure that you can capture demand that already exists and lower buyer's resistance, um, you know, when, when they are ready to, to engage and have a conversation with your sales team. So um, I think the, the way people need to view um, sort of investing in, in um, brand building and activities like PR as, as investing in future pipeline, you know, making it easier to hit next year's number. Um, when you think about sort of over time, you know, the, the, the impact that that activity can have, you know, it can make a huge difference to your bottom line. You know, it can give you pricing power, you know, it can help you build this nice, lovely competitive moat around your business. And, and those things can't be overlooked um, when you consider the whole puzzle of, of sort of revenue generation. Um, you know, ultimately, products and services can be copied much more easily than a reputation can be. It's kind of that, like, we hear it a lot in B2B, that short-term lead gen demand gen versus that long-term brand building and investing in those long-term strategies that, like you say, have that payoff with future pipeline. Yeah, and, and I think that's the point I'd like to um, to expand upon as well, is that um, one of the big problems with B2B is that short-termism and, you know, that campaigns have a start on an endpoint. So you might do a lead generation campaign for a quarter designed to hit a specific number. The thing that PR can do is underpin all of those campaigns. So it can give them a bit of a turbo charge because there's this constant, always on reputational um, layer that's that's being done underneath it. Um, but actually it can have an impact at every stage of the sales funnel as well. And so that we know that, you know, specifically in B2B, we know that brands don't just hear from a business once and then decide that they're going to buy from that brand. It takes multiple touch points um, until a, a buying group is ready to buy from a brand. Um, and I think that's where PR can make a difference. It's that same sustained level of awareness, that always on presence. So that if I'm a decision maker, you know, I might not be ready to buy from, let's say, Infinity right now. Um, but if I see a sustained level, level of content from a, um, Infinity over a six month period, um, you know, it keeps it fresh in my mind. It keeps it ticking over. So when I get that that direct mail campaign in my inbo inbox, um, I might be more warm to it. Great. So moving on, one of the things that I find really interesting about the report is the difference between the number of marketers who recognise the importance of PR and those who actually do it. For example, a whopping 43% of business development teams don't see or use editorial coverage as a sales enablement tool. So Matt, what picture does this paint for you about the state of PR and B2B and what are some of the common barriers to actually doing PR? Yeah, I think, you know, unfairly, it has got a little bit of a, a, a bad reputation. It's always seen as the, the, the soft line item that can be cut when it comes to sort of consolidating a budget or, um, you know, it's, it's almost like the nice to have, not the, not the need to have. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's the same for, for sort of a lot of brand building activities in all honesty. Um, you know, the challenge is it, it, it building a business winning reputation doesn't happen overnight. You know, it is a long-term thing that, that, re that requires investing, uh, investment and, and some consistency. Um, and I think often that can be, you know, PRs undoing, um, you know, none of us like to wait for things. Um, you know, we're all guilty of being impatient, um, you know, whether that's at work or at home, 
Um, and, and I think sometimes that's why it can be difficult to um, sort of secure budget and secure the backing to, to really run an effective um, sort of PR program. Um, I think a lot of that, I think we've got to look inwards and towards ourselves. Um, you know, I think at, at one time or another, you know, if marketers were holding a hand up, we can say, look, we are actually being a little bit blinkered um, and a little bit inefficient with with how we, we, we view PR and how we can put it to work. So, um, and I think that, that obviously contributes to the problem as well, um, in all fairness. So, you know, it's, it's important to remember that there aren't any silver bullets um, and, you know, it's up to you really to, to pull all of the activities that you're using together to create efficiencies and make sure you're sweating your assets and maximizing your investment. Um, you know, I know one of the things that we, we was touched on in the, the, the research was, was editorial coverage, um, you know, and looking at this stuff in isolation is, is I think, again, part of the problem, you know, on its own. Um, you know, let's, let's be perfectly honest, one article in a key publication, you know, regardless of, of how many people read it, um, you know, it, it's not going to open the floodgates to, um, you know, to a, a ton of inquiries. Um, and I think for me that this is the, the key thing, the key shift. We, we shouldn't stop at, at just securing that placement. You know, we need to think about, um, okay, how can we, how can we take um, the content and the assets that we're producing as part of a PR program? and use them to support short-term initiatives as well as, as sort of brand building. So for instance, how could we run a, an ultra-specific reactive campaign? Um, how can we take that content and use it to support sales outreach, fuel social media activity, um, you know, support advocacy initiatives? Um, you know, how, how can you take that, that output and make sure um, you're not just sort of focusing on, okay, this, this is a, a long-term bet, but use it to, to generate sort of an impact short-term, sort of within the quarter, not just next year. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that we've spent a lot of time doing, um, really, in terms of sort of working closely with, with the sales team, um, you know, making sure that we're, we're taking the, the content that we're producing to support brand building and making sure it's, it's, it's being recycled and reused to support um, uh, lead generation. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, just building on Matt's point, a large part of this problem is down to the fact that, um, and we see this with our clients all the time, is that the sales team and the marketing teams work in silos and there's no dialogue between them. And so, you know, we'll be over here generating uh, PR coverage and they'll be over there having completely different conversations about different things with their prospects. Um, so I think the key to breaking down that silo is just having an open dialogue um understanding what it is that the sales team needs so matt mentioned there that um you can't expect generating a piece of editorial to be the be all and end all you need to work with the the sales team to understand um how you can extend the life of that piece of editorial for instance um so you know if they've got a lead generation campaign or they've got a direct mailing campaign how can you spin that content that you've generated in editorial um, and as Matt said, sweat the asset uh, so that it's useful for them in, in achieving the objectives that they want to achieve. Um, and I think really, you know, you asked the question, um, why do you think there's a lack of recognition in the importance of B2B, uh, of importance of PR in B2B, sorry. Um, and I think it's just because there's a lack of understanding around the full capabilities of, of PR as a sales weapon. Um, and I think until you sweat the assets and extend the life form of editorial, uh, you're not going to overcome that challenge. Great. And how can we go about changing these mindsets and advocating for PR as a strong, genuine business driver? 
So, um, yeah, I've got some thoughts on this and I will hand over to Matt because I, I do think Matt and Infinity did this really well from the work that we've done with them. Um, but I think one of the keys is to get the sales team involved from the start of the process. Um, so, you know, don't jump in and start creating creative PR campaigns and messages um, that you might think are, are sexy and going to attract the best journalists. Sit down and speak to the sales team first and make them feel important. Make them feel like you're you're working for them, that you're creating these assets and this content for them to make their sales conversations easier. I think if you get them bought in at the start of the process, um, it's a lot easier to keep them bought in, for instance. Um, whereas if you generate content that you think is really good or you think is really cool and creative and then send it to them and expect it to share them, well, I'll share it with prospects, sorry, they're obviously not going to. So I think it's about getting that buy-in at the start of the process and, and just listening to them. Totally. I mean, I think there's two bits to this, to, to be to be honest, and I think both are really, really simple. Um, not necessarily easy, but, you know, but simple. Like, you know, the first thing is, is you've got to link this activity to revenue. You know, that's, that's, that's one of the things that is, is really important. And you also have to make sure that the activity works. Um, you know, really simple to say that another thing, um, to sort of make, make sure that's the case. And this is where Harry's point about, um, you know, working really closely with your sales team and, and gathering feedback is, is important. Everybody wants to jump in and start, you know, producing editorial and start, you know, um, sort of distributing it and trying to get placements. But um, you, you've really got to take a, a huge step back. You know, you've got to make sure that the, the activity that you're about to start investing in is aligned with your business goals. Um, you know, you've got to make sure it's, it's going to make a difference. Um, you know, you, you've really got to, to understand, um, you know, how you need to be perceived by your customers. So, um, you know, this is, this is a, a big thing, um, certainly at the minute. Um, and, and, you know, it's a very turbulent time, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a turbulent time pretty much in every market and demonstrating value and having a reputation to be able to add value is hugely important. Um, you know, and that's, that's not always easy. And that's certainly not something that's going to be solved by jumping in and, and starting to produce press releases or editorial content. You know, you really need to consider what position you need to occupy. Um, you're not just in the market, but obviously in the customer's mind as well. Um, and how you can demonstrate that you, um, drive value and you will add value to their, their business. You have to nail that bit of the puzzle. Um, if you want to grow and that's where that feedback from sales is, is really important, you know, having open dialogue with the sales team regularly, understanding the challenges that customers face and the, 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 the key messages that do tip deals over the line is, is hugely important. I mean, we're, we're, I've been a little bit spoiled in all honesty. Um, obviously one of the, the key things that infinity does as a speech analytics platform is have the ability to analyze, um, conversations with customers at scale. So you do get that unfiltered truth. Super easy to aggregate those, those insights and, and turn them into, um, you know, a nice, a nice report where, you, you know, you, you just couldn't do it essentially sort of like manually listening to calls or even with surveys, you know, yes, you could survey your customers, but, you know, results tend to be a little bit skewed. Um, you know, you, you're either bound by a small sample size or um, there's bias there because you're either going to have an advocate that's going to fill in the survey or somebody that's particularly unhappy. You know, the important thing is really to get to the heart of, what 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 is making customers tick how can you add value and how how does that need to be 
how does that that insight need to be um, used to to help you position yourself and help you form the messages that should should run a, a program? Because ultimately, if you're not um, demonstrating value and you can't um, be, be be seen to add value, nobody's gonna um, no, nobody's gonna buy. Um, you know, and that's 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 sort of the the whole thing with the second point really that I was making before. You know, this this has to work. You know, you have to be able to sort of demonstrate a link between the activity and the revenue that it generates. So. Um, when, when you do view activities like PR as just sort of a long-term initiative, um, you know, that, that can be a bit challenging to maintain buy-in. Um, you know, obviously it takes a lot of, of time for those, um, for, for the impact of a, you know, a, a really nicely enhanced reputation to, to come to light. Um, you know, yes, you, you absolutely need to keep an eye on measuring long-term impact, um, but, but that only comes to fruition if you stick with the program. And, you know, and that means keeping um, sort of key stakeholders like your CFO, for instance, bought in um, to, to invest in the activity for long enough for it to make that difference. So, you know, the, the best way to do that is to, to show a really strong direct link between, you know, the activity and lead generation. Um, and, you know, again, this is why it's 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 important to, to be working closely with the sales team, make them feel like, um, you know, you, you're giving them a, a really useful asset that, that's that's going to help them be invincible you know and help them carve out an advantage when they're having um conversations with with customers and, and i think um building on matt's point about you know it's not just about the sales teams buying it's about the executive teams buying as well the ceo the cfo um you know matt said about the fact that at the moment businesses are are holding their purse strings tightly and you know signing off things like pr budget are, are harder to do so you do have to demonstrate that value um so one of the things that we actually do at champion and it's one of the things that we've implemented at infinity with infinity is um the coverage impact monitor and so essentially what this is is a dashboard of all the coverage that we create um on behalf of infinity um and then we have a conversation with the sales team and just say um Okay, so this press release about um, the travel the travel industry strikes and their need to improve customer service, which prospects did you share it with? How was it received by the prospects? Did it help you to move a sales conversation on? And, you know, we might get data back from the sales team that says, yes, this was good. Um, yes, book two meetings from it. So very brief and concise feedback, but actually that kind of anecdotal feedback once you do that for a sustained and a long period of time um, and you start sharing that with the CEO or the CFO, that starts to show that actually, you know, okay, this PR program is working. They're, they're starting to book meetings off the back of this editorial coverage. Um, and so that's one way of demonstrating value that we, that we do at Champion. The other thing with the coverage impact monitor that's quite good um, is that it stops you from doing the stuff that isn't working. Because if we if we share coverage with the sales team and they say no no response to that piece or that piece doesn't seem to be resonating with prospects or this isn't having the desired effect, then we just stop doing it. Just just stop doing the stuff that doesn't work and start replicating the stuff that did work. And that's something that I don't think happens all too often with with PR. I think sometimes PR can be um, air cover or noise for the sake of it. Whereas with you know our approach. Um, what we're trying to do is replicate the stuff that really works for sales. And from there, you can show the value. A hundred percent. As someone who works in content, I think if you don't have the proper ways to measure, it can feel a bit like you're shouting in the dark and you don't know what's working. So you continue going down 
weird paths. Yeah, amazing. So Matt, someone may be listening to this episode and maybe thinking, you know, this never really thought about PR in that way. This all sounds really great. I want to get started on my PR journey. So what would you say to those listeners and do you have any bits of guidance that you can pass on? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with sort of any tactic and any activity really. You know, you need to make sure that it's aligned with your your marketing plan and that's aligned with your business goals. You know, you've got to make sure it's going to make a difference. Um, you know, I think um, that, that idea of sort of shouting in the dark, you know, that there's a lot of that that goes on, um, sort of particularly with PR, you know, that the the trick is, is, is to not sort of, you know, view it as sort of, oh, well, not make sure that the program doesn't have any sort of nonsense, self-centric press releases, no gimmicks, you know, yet creativity is important for cutting through the noise, you know, particularly sort of channels are becoming more saturated. But ultimately, if the comms that, that make up the program lack substance and aren't aligned with your business strategy, there is, you know, next to zero point in investing in them if, if we're being brutal. Um, you know, I think the key thing is like, like I said before, you know, you've got to spend time thinking about how you want to be perceived by your customers, you know, how you need to be positioned, what messages you need to communicate to show how you add value. Um, you know, how you differentiate yourself against your competitors and, and really focus on, on forming a crystal clear narrative that, that tells customers why they should buy from you. Um, you know, making sure that you've done that work before you start producing comms, um, you know, will, will make sure that the activity you're investing in will, will you know, hit as hard as it can. Um, the, the other key thing is, you know, making sure you understand how the activity is going to move your business towards its goal and how you're going to measure that impact. And with, with something like um, public relations, you, you have to have measures in place to, to chart that sort of long-term growth. But, um, you know, if, if you are um, thinking about the, the short-term impact as well, it's, it's about building that bridge, as I say, between um, the, the activity and, and lead generation, ultimately sort of the, the short-term impact that it's, it's having on revenue generation. They're, they're the key things that you need to do. Yeah, it's almost like Matt's read my mind there um, because the first thing that I would say is to, is to prioritize listening. You know, don't jump in straight away. Don't start, um, you know, pushing out messages and stories and press releases, uh, you know, for the sake of doing it. You know, I think... In agency world, we can all be a bit guilty of you start working with a new client and all of a sudden you're thinking, when am I going to get the first piece of coverage? You know, the longer that period goes on, you start to go a bit crazy in your head thinking that the client's going to sack you any day. I think if you're honest about that and, um, you know, we did it, we did it with Infinity, actually. We did it with, with Matt. Um, I think we spent the first month speaking to every stakeholder within the business. So we spoke to the head of sales. Uh, we spoke to the head of marketing, spoke to the um, chief customer experience officer. We basically wanted to digest as much information about the sales process, about what was working, what wasn't working, what assets do you have already, what data do you have already, um, and try and build this full picture, this full strategy, strategy before that's linked to the business objectives before you jump in. So it's all about just prioritize listening and take a step back before you jump in. And I think for me, this is something that it, it almost, well, maybe sometimes it does require a little bit of a leap of faith, but we've, we've got to be brave and, and stop focusing on outputs and focus on outcomes. Um, you know, it's very easy to become a busy fool when you're trying to, to activate, you know, a, 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 a marketing program. But, um, you know, you really do have to understand 
um, you know, why we're communicating the messages that we're communicating. Like it, it never fails to amaze me the, the the sort of light bulb moments. We see it all the time sort of with our our customers. Um, you know, the, the minute they can start gathering intel from from phone call conversations and and really build this 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 um sort of clear picture of what customers want and how why they're coming to their 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 business and um you know why they've chosen their brand ahead of, of competitors in the market the 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 tweaks that that allows you to make to your messaging um and 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 the impact that that has on um you know any any sort of comms is is phenomenal you know that that is the key thing understanding you know what we need to say why we're saying it well, I think that's the perfect place to leave it. So Matt and Harry, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you click the link in the description box to find out more about B2B PR for growth and tune in every other week to follow our journey into PR. So thank you all and goodbye.